0: It is so hot and stuffy in this room at the moment. It's been like 33 for the past couple of days. I am already sticky and gross. So uh, if you hear like my computer whirring from all the fans turning on, or if I just start looking like particularly sweaty, it's because of temperature.
1: Well, I mean, this is more of a me problem than a listener problem, isn't it? Because I just look at your sweaty ass.
0: Yeah, audio. And I should I should actually turn and face you, so that's on me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if the, if you do it in the no, don't. audio, no, don't.
1: No, I like it. I like it. Okay, great. Um, um, do you have a hairy bum? Yeah, I have a bit of hair around there. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's uh it's a it's a it's an unfortunate design kind of feature, isn't it? The, <laughs> is the, it a I'll feature say, or, like, or is it a bug? Well, it's like if. I've been thinking a bit about like, if God or reasons why there's no God, uh-huh. right. But like in terms of like, Bumps. well, there's no God because <laughs> why would, why would a God create like dandruff as a, as a problem? Like just stupid stuff. Like, yeah. or, or do you reckon he just like puts it in motion and then it's like, oh, I didn't think Let's of just everything. See where it was And Dandruff is a kind of a, is one of those kind of blind spots that I had.
0: Maybe he's like dandruff is just you not taking care of yourself. You know, I, I didn't create dandruff. This is you not using the right shampoos, you know, not moisturizing that scalp. This is on you. This is not God's plan, but I'm going to let you learn your lesson on your own.
1: Yeah, I love that. God's like on the side of big shampoo. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> fructis. He sides with Pant- <laughs> Garnier fructis. Yeah. He's in on it.
0: Yeah, it's a, um, it's a they kick him up a commission for everyone who he gives dandruff to. So it all makes yeah it'll make some hole in the end um i, sh- I think i shaved I believe... my bum the other day oh good for you i believe yeah, that i believe that the like body hair thing beyond like a uh, temperature regulation stuff like when we were last apes and everything i think it sticks mm. around because it's like it prevents friction right like if you don't have any sure. hair you're like chafing everywhere so it's sort well, why of... do
1: ladies that have less they why do they need to chafe less well, I don't know. I don't
0: have all the answers. Yeah. Maybe because God hated women and just wanted their life more miserable. I mean, but God Bible... is a woman. Oh, God is a woman. Okay. So but no one like hates women Islam more than things. women.
1: No one hates women more than men. <laughs> women.
0: I don't know. I think all of the women murdered by men probably would disagree. Well,
1: it's a 50, 50 split.
0: <laughs> okay. So then your statement, not, no one hates it more than women is if you've, you've walked that back. As a guess.
1: Yeah, I've w- been watching too much Tarantino lately. I think. <laughs> okay. Does he hate women or love women? It's a bit hard to tell sometimes. He loves their feet. <laughs> he
0: does love their feet.
1: Yeah, who doesn't? Mm. How are you, man? I'm all right.
0: I'm all right. It's um, back to sort of normal life, normal work, normal everything except temperature.
1: Boo. 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 Indeed. What no about sucks. you? Do
0: you have the house to yourself?
1: Got a house to myself, but let me tell you, man, got a mouse problem. A mouse
0: problem, and I'm oh. assuming not the technological kind.
1: No, no, the regular kind, the organic oh kind. Had a mouse uh, in the house. House mouse. Not grouse. <laughs> grouse is a word that doesn't get used. It should come much. back, yeah. Um. Yeah, but there's been this fucking little mouse that, you know, you, it comes out usually at night, that's, that's and, you know, time. every now Every now and then, you're like, "We'll be, we, I don't know, watching TV or something." Go up 9 p.m. to get a thing of water. We haven't been in the kitchen for two hours, and see this little fucking thing scurrying across the floor. Oh, um, and then the other day, I was in, I was in the, um, I was in the kitchen at lunchtime, like pretty pretty heavy foot traffic time. Yeah, and the fucker runs across my foot.
0: Wow, completely so brazen. Do you reckon that actually Lauren's parents encouraged this behaviour?
1: Well, don't get me started on that, but they might have, you know, indirectly in- encouraged it, if you know what I mean. Right. Left um, cheese all over the floor. Eh. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I've been, so we we bought some rat rat sacks right? You know, those poisonous things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the kind of it's meant to incentivize the rats to kill them. And then it essentially just boils them from the inside. Very barbaric. <laughs> then mm. we also got some mouse traps, right? And I laid out these mouse traps in the pantry because that's where I think the entry and exit point is. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I lay these? What do I use as bait? And we had the only cheese we had was blue vein cheese. So I've been, I've been putting blue vein cheese every night. In the hope <laughs> that's to such a catch classy this. trap.
0: <laughs> I know, like but this is the thing.
1: That's $20 a pop. I know. This is the thing. <laughs> uh, that you wake up in the next, the next day. And the, the mousetrap is completely licked clean. Like not a trace yeah. of blue vein yeah. on there. And so I'm didn't just go like, off. didn't go off. And I'm doing this like, like pretty much once a night, not really changing my tactic. Yeah. And essentially like- what I'm doing is just giving, you know, this mouse, like a, to, to allowing him to develop a very sophisticated palate. <laughs> and, and he's completely outsmarting me. So then the other day, and this goes on for like a week and a half. Then the other day, uh, also we looked into like buying- so sorry,
0: it failed- for like 10 days straight and every night you put cheese out and every morning there'd be no cheese on the thing and you thought well maybe this time we'll get cocky and it will mess up when clearly all evidence points to the fact that this is not setting off the trap
1: yeah it wasn't very well thought out on my part also what about
0: adding poison to the cheese now that you've established it it'll lick the cheese put the cheese down put the rat sack on the cheese and then it'll eat it
1: what's like i don't have any cyanide wasn't the rat sack a, a, a poison yeah, but they, it's, they clearly don't want the rat sack. Like they clearly, I think they actually do. But like if know. you put it on the cheese, uh, but they have to eat through the rat sack in order to get the poison. I think. Mm. Anyway, Nick, this is not again. Stop victim blaming me. <laughs> so, uh, so I did that for like ten days. No results. This this fucking French mouse is just getting. This sugar daddy. and more sophisticated by the day, <laughs> and and so I will go out. Uh, and then we looked into buying sticky uh, kind of glue traps. Now I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard about these glue traps, but essentially the mouse will run across and they'll get stuck on yeah. the thing yeah. on the mat, yeah. and then essentially just fucking just starve yeah. or die. Yeah. And I looked into this. And they're actually illegal in Victoria. That's how barbaric they are. Oh. Lauren was just like, "Get them, just like Pulling fucking who cares. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bit of a, I have a modicum of uh, empathy and compassion for all of God's creatures. So yeah. I was like, "We're not doing that." Like the idea of, the idea of actually cat, like best case scenario, we catch this mouse. We wake up in the morning, and this mouse has just been kind of tired. Had has just exhausted itself. From trying to escape this trap, and it's just like still alive. Yeah, and then I'm going to have to throw out, you know, a, we- a sticky mouse. Yes, yeah. sticky mouse. I can't do that. So, um, so we got these mouse traps, and then I kind of uh, I saw online that you can mouse, mice really hate peppermint oil and eucalyptus oil. So uh-huh. I was kind of washing the floors every day with that. And then what I did was I, I. There's kind of a gas pipe that goes from the oven into the, like th- into the pantry on the floor, and it's got kind of two holes around the pipe, so okay. so that the pipe can go through. But I think that's where the mice are coming in and out. Yeah. So what I did was I put a, a mouse trap with no bait on either side. So if you when them when they come out of the hole, yeah. they have to step in on order it. to come down, they have to step on it. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? Two hours later, Snapped. caught. Wow. Snapped. Dead. Yeah, I got a photo if you want to put it in the chapter notes. But the, I don't, guy, I don't know the, <laughs> the guy the poor little guy was it was the way that it kind of came down on its neck. Sorry, this is way too bad. <laughs> but it's ca- it essential to the story. <laughs> came down so fast and was so shocked like put him in shock that his eyes were still kind of looking up, but he was dead. And he was stiff as a fucking rake. Like not erect. He wasn't horny. <laughs> He, he had like he had like rigor mortis. So this was,
0: was this was like a BDSM thing for this guy. Like he was Maybe. just edging and finally went too far.
1: <laughs> Little Michael Hutchins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in?
0: <laughs> no. Welcome to Deep Ford everybody. Oh so nice to be back. And just competent and talking about words in the normal way that we do on the podcast together. Mm-hmm. Sitting through the internet with me, my friend Michael. Hey Michael. Hey, hey. Hey,
1: Nick. How are, you? How are you? Hi. That's so kind of you to ask. Thank you. I'm great. Yep. Nice to be here. Yep. Great uh, second take there on the intro, Nick. Thank you. Really yeah, nailed it there. On Deleted the first
0: one and I don't think anyone will have noticed the, the forced nature of the second attempt.
1: Lovely, lovely intro. Love it when you call us competent in the intro. <laughs> really highlights how confident we are (laughs) yeah it's like i am competent. yeah yeah it's all it's all a bit of a it's a a schmozzle today i'm just a bit of a mess you're very flustered i'm flustered
0: literally from temperature and i'm self-conscious now because we've got neighbors straight out that door and now i can't talk about all of them without worrying that they're going to be listening in
1: yeah, didn't you have a bin issue a few months ago with them, or wasn't there? A, you a bit, you that was at a maybe different maybe. house.
0: That was a different house. Uh, yeah. Uh, all, right, all, right, all right. All right. I'll tell you what I did here the other day, though. I got up yeah. in the middle of the night to uh, relieve myself into the toilet bowl, and as okay. I did the, wee, the with wee wee with piss wee, yeah. Okay. And when the uh, when I did so, the window was open. We keep that one slightly jar for smell reasons. Yeah, and okay. this is maybe like 2.30 a.m. And right out mm. through the back, all I could hear was, ah, 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 ah. just someone really going to town out through the back With fence. With sex. With sex. Was it sexual? Just doing big sexy
1: times over the back fence. Yeah. It was uh, heterosex. It was heterosex. I'd know you a know woman's moans I, I love hearing. <laughs> I love it when I hear people having sex. Like, when it's at a safe distance. <laughs> Please, Mike, you know, go if, on. <laughs> <if> you, <laughs> I'm on fire today. Yeah. Have um, you ever walked past like a hotel, like down a hotel hallway and just heard heard sex going on in a room? I mean, it just puts a smile on your face. <laughs> I mean, I do. Like, I
0: was appreciative. I was like, that gentleman, whoever he is, seems to be treating that woman with... A degree respect. of courtesy and respect and and everyone seems to be having a great time. So I was I yeah. was you know, not put off by it. I was I was approving for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, hopefully. I mean it could have been sex and it could have been him slapping her really quickly <laughs> in the face and going, Ah, ah, ah <laughs> That's ah. true. It's true. I couldn't see right. anything,
0: so who knows really what was going on. Hopefully. Well, anyway, now they know because my window's open and I've just told that story to them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll, I was, well, we'll see Also, if that from their again.
1: perspective, on their podcast right now, they're saying. We were, <laughs> so we were going to town the other day, <laughs> and we just heard this fucking guy at two thirty <laughs> with the most, the thickest stream you've ever heard. <laughs> Wait, have yeah. you, actually, someone told me about this thing. Okay. The other day, how did I was kind that that prompted thought? Okay. Oh, you'll you'll see. That apparently there's a thing that guys do in toilets where they'll piss directly into the bowl because it makes them sound like they have a bigger dick <laughs> that's psychotic i know it's psychotic <laughs> so i i had a friend i'm not kidding i had a friend who said who said do you ever do that to make it seem like you have seem a bigger to dick who? He, to who so, to who this is what i said i'm like why do i care about you know other the strange men also you know pissing and shitting about whether they care about my dick size and he was like oh you know you know, it's just like a kind of a an alpha thing i'm like that's you're so a weird you're a bit weird that's yeah. so, that's so weird
0: i'm going into a strange restroom with a bunch of people blokes that i've never met and as a heterosexual yeah. man what i want them to be thinking out is wow listen to how much piss comes out of him he must have a huge dick just yeah. normal straight man things
1: Yes. It's very straight man. It's like, there is no way that like, there is an equivalent here of like women. Like no, there's, no, there's no, 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 no one. But I've started, I've started, I don't think there's even it, a anyway. gay man equivalent thing. And we actually care about penis size. Like, I mean, there it would, they would make sense. Like in a, in a kind of a gay nightclub, <laughs> Sure. you know, for example. But I, but I like, promise
0: you the toilets in the gay nightclub, people don't need to listen to find out other guys' dick size. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, they can use the the glory. They've got bowls. other, they've I got other options. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. So that was a that was a strange thing to yeah. learn about a friend. Yeah, and I guess you'll now never speak to them again. Well, tell us in the comments uh, if you if you do <laughs> do that, and if you haven't done it, but you're going to try it out, and let us know. If yeah, you, give if, it a crack. you see what the guys results. say. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's got to be nice for the ego. Mm. Just you pop out of the cubicle, and someone says, "Oh." <laughs> nice
1: stream, nice, buddy. Nice stream. <laughs> As they bow, As, yeah. You and are now be- the alpha of the toilet. <laughs> you can use any sink you please. <laughs> <laughs> Someone comes out with a hand towel. I'll get that for you, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. Put that paper towel back. You can use the automated machines.
0: <laughs> <laughs> only for alphas. <laughs> uh, alphas only. Alpha. The alpha only. Dyson access. <laughs> um, what's new on your side of the world? You've alluded to your your, your house situation. Are, are you settled into the new job stuff?
1: So we moved the folks out over over the course of last weekend and, and kind of this week gradually as well. So we do finally have the place to ourselves and we've got, you know, I'm sitting in an empty room here that has a bookshelf full of books and empty boxes. And the bookshelf is full of books because my game plan when it comes to unpacking and moving into a new place is just do the fun stuff and (laughs) so i immediately i didn't unpack the furniture i just immediately was like let's take out the records and the books and set up the tvs and then maybe call it a day and yeah it doesn't matter if we don't have anywhere
0: to sit or to eat or any cutlery, but we can
1: get the records going we we'll get the records going, I put up some art. <laughs> you know? So there's there's a we don't have things to sit on, but we have nice things to look at. Yeah, I mean that's halfway there, isn't it? The other stuff's really boring. It's just kind of boring unpacking and stuff. And when did you get diagnosed with ADHD? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's another thing. I'll tell you about off off pod. Oh, really? Um yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff in the works, Nick. I'm feeling okay. very, Lauren is very hungover today. Um, and I, you know, we both, we both kind of drank the same amount last night, went to a friend's house and I just woke up feeling a million bucks and she has never felt worse. And it's kind of a, it's an interesting dynamic when, you know, one, one person is kind of bouncing off the walls yeah. with energy and the other yeah. is like wanting to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah. That um, is an interesting dynamic. We've got, I've got a leg of lamb in the oven. God, I, okay. Have you set a timer? Yeah, four and a half
0: hours. I'm slow Jesus. cooking that bitch. Okay, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Wow, that's you've what had was a... The question? <laughs> a question. I'm trying to remember how we got onto this. <laughs> well, I just uh, had two
1: Coke zeros. Okay, no wonder you're, yeah. you're you're popping. Um, what was I gonna say? I feel okay, like moving in house. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, all kind yeah. of boring. I'll yeah. let you know. I'll let you know how it goes, but it's not there's not much of an update apart from we for the first time in like a month and a half that we have a actually 2 months that we've had the place to ourselves. Yeah. So it's been nice. It's been very nice. That's cool. I um you I don't have a huge deal of stuff to talk
0: about because my work life has sort of been dominant at the moment. I'm doing stuff on games. I'm I'm working towards putting in another proposal for a funding. For our show in the start of February, yep. so we've been finishing scripts and things for that, which is yep. going well, cool. so that's cool. Cool, it's going well. Um, yeah, so we we um, attempted to get this show funded in April last year, and we're not successful at that time, um, but we've rewritten a brand new pilot episode, and we've retooled the second episode, and the network is on board again to resubmit, so we're just wow. getting all our, our pieces in place, and we're going to give it another crack. So um, Hell Yeah. So that's sort of been dominating things at the moment, but that's that's
1: been fun. That was your New Year's kind of uh, not resolution, but wish, I guess, wasn't it? Like, yeah, just trying to get the next, just trying to get the next thing going.
0: You know, last year I I think I said that on the pod that I attempted to get five different shows going across the course of that year with different groups, different stages, and all that kind of thing. And I just like the next one. I just like the next one to go, (laughs) please. Um, So that's good. That that'll be positive. Um cool. and then the other thing we did yesterday, which was kind of fun um and maybe you um, have done this too but uh gym talk hashtag
1: you know gains um we need a jingle for gym talk so and, we, and it just needs to be like an electric guitar or something like or like' <laughs> just a, like a
0: just like a, like,
1: like a just like a quick like hammer thing like gym talk.
0: <laughs> well at least it's not chat because all, all of our us or, or news, I should say, at least cause all of our,
1: all of us jingles so far are news related. So Well maybe what's it's a like... what's a word another word for chat or talk that starts with G, like gossip, g ga- garble. Gabble. Gab? Gabble. Gab jim 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 Ner because it's, it's not Jim. G G and J are interesting letters because How about a the... gim gim gab? <laughs>
0: we just mispronounced we just pronounced jim why not Um, anyway uh so uh two nights ago casey was like do you want to go do a body scan i was like oh hell yeah i was like like what a body scan which is um one of those things where you go and stand on like electroconductive plates and they like Mm. give you things to hold and then they somehow tell you what your body composition is i'm not sure the science is is super accurate but
1: the ones that you float in right
0: no it's it's the standing one so this is not i think like there's various different types of it yeah there are ones which are like actually scientifically uh, like legitimate called i think Mm. dexa scans and they actually use x-rays to like image the inside of your body and work out, you know, how much fat and how much muscle you have and that sort of thing. Like there are yeah. legitimate ways to do it. And then there's the way we did it, which is where you go basically stand on a scale and they um, they shoot like electro currents into you and then measure the impedance and are like, oh, you have this much Body fat, which I think is lower down on the accuracy
1: scale. No, well, they actually had a scale, a smart scale, yeah. um, that would send like an electric signal through your body and determine your 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 body composition. Yeah, and it's connected connected to an app. And the first time I did it, um, it said that I had like a body body fat percentage of like thirty two percent. Yeah, which is. Morbidly obese, and it literally will say on the app you're obese. Yeah, because you put in your your, your data. But BM, stuff, so.
0: BMI is complete bullshit. You could you can very happily ignore any time anyone talks about BMI because it's absolutely <laughs> irrelevant. It it is. I mean, i we've talked about this in the past, haven't we? No, sure. BMI was uh, made up years ago as a uh, population level metric to assess and categorize an entire million person sample of, of people and is not intended at that creation to be applied to individual peoples. Um, and then furthermore, oh. those categories of where like obesity begins and where normal begins and, and those kind of things, overweight begins, those thresholds were decided by, I think like big agriculture, if I'm remembering oh, correctly, okay. like that was, it was decided by um, committee from people being like, we feel like it should be maybe thirty-one, not thirty, and like they just—it's so not scientific. It's really—it's like you can do, you can take very little from it, particularly because as you have pointed out, if you work out and you have muscle, muscle weighs more. You you can be in mm. the obese category or the overweight category, yet be mm. like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is um, drain the cock. Drain Johnson. the cock. <laughs> Johnson is is obese. But he's clearly not unhealthy, you know. Just by those BMI metrics, he's obese. So, mm. yeah, disregard it. Okay. Anyway, well, feel better. You have a smart scale, not anymore. Okay, but go well, on. we we have so a smart me. we have a smart scale too, but it, it's just a came up brand off the shelf thing. It does the weight, but you don't really trust the body fat thing. So KC yeah. saw this one and he was like, "Oh, <clears throat> do you want to do like the 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 gym body scan thing?" And there was this one that he found that did the electro conduction thing that we're talking about, where it measures the speed at which currents travel through the body. And because of the difference in the speed of that conduction between fat and between muscle and water and that sort of thing, it can then estimate what percentage of your body is those various substances. And it had a 3D camera thing. Mm. And we're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So went to um, to this gym place, which had it all set up. And paid, I think, $55 a pop for each of us. Not too bad for the two of them. And did this thing. And, of course, really all that we're interested in is beating the other person (laughs) <laughs> because yes, it's nice to have this data, and I suppose in a year's time we can go back and see how the numbers have changed or whatever. But really, in the moment, what we're looking for is a comparison between the two of us as to <laughs> which of us has the lower body fat, the bigger biceps, you know, the more muscle yeah. tissue or whatever it is. So we go another, to this.
1: Another perk of being a, in a homosexual relationship is yeah, the you can have you know even competition.
0: Exactly, it's a fair game, fair fight. Um, so we go to this. Um, this plays out. Out of town slightly, go to this gym that is neither of our regular gyms, um, but you could just book and go in. And there's this basically like a teenager <laughs> manning the thing on like a Saturday morning. Um, yeah. No one else there, and he goes in, and and it's all basically set up on this iPad, and you can just type your details in and go, you know. And he's showing you what to do. And the first thing is basically take your shoes off, stand on this thing, hold the paddles, and it does the equivalent of your bathroom scale thing. So that all comes through prints off this data, gives it to us. The second one is this 3D scanner where you basically have to strip off and (laughs) and then you stand on this platform and you hold these handles and then there's a camera on this, uh sort of stick in front of you and then as you stand there and hold the handles the platform rotates you in a circle and so (laughs) you just do a 360 in your underwear as it like takes a a scan of you quite fun to be honest and this teenage kid is just no so this is a thing so the first time we you know we're just doing the standing on the pad thing and then it's like all right so for the um for the second one you sort of yeah you have to like take your clothes off so i'll leave you in um like should i leave are you do you both want to stay in here i was like yeah it's it's all right we can we've seen each other in our underwear before yeah so it, he He's locks like, the why? door <laughs> and, like, and i explained to him what homosexuality was and he was really quite enlightened he said, oh great that sounds fine i'll give it a go um yeah so then he locks us in this office and then you know like i take my clothes off and like this is this is a unusual situ- situation where we're locked in this room together, just getting naked. It's um, hot. Yeah. And so we, you know, did our business and then we it's focused essay. on a 3D scan.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those hotel beds that rotate, you know, as <laughs> so you can see There's a
0: mirror on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so do the cycle. Um, you know, like enter all your, your detail through and then it sends through this um, report to the to your email afterwards. And I was like, oh, you know, let, let's check out these numbers, check these numbers. It tells you that it's biological age. It calculates, I guess, based on really some degree of fat to muscle ratio. I don't know. It doesn't explain any of this shit. Okay. Um, and my biological age was 36, apparently. I was like, oh, that's not bad. I mean, I'm almost 35. That's 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 pretty decent. Okay. And then Casey's was 39. I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. But Wait, then, how old is
1: Casey? Same as me.
0: Slightly oh, younger. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And then um, oh. uh, body fat percentage, I was under KC, and I was like, yes.
1: Really? And then, like, yeah. I mean, he, he's, a, he's I I didn't mean really as in, wow, you fatty. Like, <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, like, <laughs> no, he's a pretty, pretty f- slim-looking
0: guy, though. Uh, yeah, he's got, like, he's got CrossFit mass, you know? Like, he, he, yeah, he's he yeah, got yeah. a bit of heft. Um, But, yeah, yeah so... We have our um, we have our 3D scan. They email through this 3D model of you, and that's disconcerting to like
1: see your <laughs> see yourself as like is a it, 3D render. Is it you? I was kind of imagining like a no, you know, like a, a hologramy kind of. I mean, it's not a it's not a
0: camera, but it's like your yeah, it's your physique. I don't I don't know what yeah yeah yeah. It must be like infrared or some is your kind face of on it? It's it's like not fully defined but it is my head my hair my face you know that kind of thing okay. so then you've got this like body <laughs> model of yourself and it's doing yeah. things like telling you posture like telling you how much of your weight you have on each like foot evenly mm-hmm. and whether you lean like slightly left or slightly right and like head tilts and all this weird stuff it was like too much like yeah i mean i don't know what meant you meant to should do never with that know. i don't know what you meant to do like knowing yeah. that my like my right shoulder tilts two centimetres left. I mean I don't
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know well, what to the do. The only thing it can do is like develop some sort of tick or yeah. start to overcompensate because you got told by a teenage boy in a Kmart that <laughs> yeah. you got you, you slightly lean slightly to the left. Yeah. Yeah. But now um, you have a limp.
0: Now I have a limp. But um yeah, anyway, it was a you it smashed was a, him. It was a bit of fun, but I did, I think, come out yes. come out on top, which is my boy. But it, like, and then, then last night, Casey's like, this is like 10 hours later. We've just had dinner. Yes. Do you want to go for a run? I was like, oh, oh, really? I love that. <laughs> where's that? Where's that come from? On a Saturday <laughs> night? Saturday, t- 10 o'clock at night. You want to go? For- okay.
1: <laughs> uh, that's fun. You can really fuck with him on this. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, also, I also love the idea. I haven't yet come compared- in one day and gone. Do you want to get a body scan? just like <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere <laughs> yeah. just gay person things love it um, um just before we get onto the you know the real meat and bones here i'm just going to give a shout out to dave webber and coco just had a child hey uh, wesley webber wong wesley webber wong babies slash org um <laughs> very cute baby well done, well done, guys. I love. Like, they listen. They I like, listen.
0: I like that they committed to the alliteration. They had an
1: option there and they went for it. It's a choice. It's, it's a choice. Like, I think it's good with names. I, I actually really like it. I like that Wesley it sounds like a, well. it's a Classic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like Wesley's kind of a classic name, but it's also kind of it's a bit funky. It's like yeah. oh, you don't hear a lot of Wesleys. Wes, Wes um, as
0: well. Like it's got a good nickname
1: built in. Yes. Um, so well, another another Deep Fort fan, another Deep baby,
0: and they I so, believe they said
1: that they um, procreated
0: while listening to us. So in a way, we are responsible for a child entering the world. Wesley's got three dads, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's that's it. Congratulations, guys! I hope it all went well. Yeah. Um, um, should we get into a, a bit of a topic? Yeah, man. Are you drinking oh, a God. beer? Yeah. <sighs> I feel like I need. Maybe I should get a. I'm get so a hot.
1: <laughs> I get a to re- Get a, get a beer. refreshing lemon lime bitters, mate. I would. I do it. I'll be right back. Okay.
0: <clears throat> I've locked myself in the room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Missed you. Missed you too, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. By the way, these Deep Thought oh. stubby holders—I don't know—limited, limited edition merch LA. now probably very valuable. Yeah. You know what i have you know what I've realized about this merch that we got made? Tell not, me what you. Not great. Been. Not great quality. <laughs> I'm shocked because we spent has, so much money on it. It has crumpled and warped and stained itself very quickly and very uh, obviously. So and unpleasantly. Yeah. We'll get some
0: good merch next time. I mean, we've had a fairly decent merch run. I think our um, cups were really nice.
1: Yeah, the mugs still get uh, a fair bit of use. You know, every now and then I'll go around someone's house and they'll be proudly displayed. Yeah, I, I like our mugs. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get some, some coasters or something. Um,
0: so this week I thought we might talk an, an actual topic here, which I, I hope we can find something... To connect over. Um, but I've been thinking a bunch about patents recently. And I, I have a few sort of questions for you here. But I think right off the top, I would like to know where and where you stand on it. And if you've ever thought about the
1: idea of patents, um, wh- what do you know of it? Well, is patent... So patent is just copywriting an idea for a thing? Yeah. So a patent is is a registration of a concept
0: or a practical device or a mechanism, like a um, uh, an idea for solving a problem, you know, these kind of general scientific, I guess you'd almost call them, um, mm.
1: concepts or discoveries. Okay. So, yeah, I, I mean... I don't. I don't really. Know. I've. I've probably said many times in my life. I. Sh- I. Sh- I should patent. Patent that. Yeah. Um. Because I have so many ideas, as you know, so many good, unique ideas. Um, I mean, with, this podcast is littered with fantastic business concepts from the past. Great business concepts. Great app concepts. Great games. Um, but I don't know how you would even start the process of getting a patent, and like, what can Maybe you can tell me, well, can you and can't you patent? Yeah. Um,
0: so a patent is a type of intellectual property that gives its owner the legal right to exclude others from making, using, or selling an invention for a limited period of time in exchange for publishing and enabling disclosure of the invention, i.e. telling people what it is you've done or found and making that yeah. public. And in exchange, you get to stop other people from doing that. You get the sole right to it. So this is something that we sort of take for granted. You know, we, we think about Tesla and, and patents. We think about um, our technology. Vaccines. Exactly. I was going to get to vaccines. Um, the idea of medical discoveries, of, of scientific um, achievements being found by humans and then kept, basically, as a right for themselves to earn money off of that concept. Um, and I just wanted to explore this in a few different avenues because I think it's actually a really interesting place that we've reached, which is that, that prima facie concept of, should people be able to own an idea, even mm. if they haven't executed it? Right. Just at mm. the very top level. What do you think about that? Should you be able to own something like that uh, without a product on the market? Should be able to, to take control of an idea.
1: Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you should be able to do that. Like it should be, cause you can, you could, you could, there's so many people in the world. Like how many times have you thought about, you know, oh, that'd be such a good idea, idea for an app. And then you go and look it up and it's already been done. Yeah. And it's been done many times over. I don't, I think the first, the first time that you do something, the first time you, that you see the invention through to completion, maybe then that's the pat- but like just to be like, oh nah, that's my idea, you no know, one else can have it. It's like there's like literally billions of ideas happening every day. Yeah. And it leads to this place where
0: you you'll be familiar with the idea of a patent troll, right? Someone who can then purchase the right to a thing and sit on it and hoard it. So that then if they spot anyone else using this idea in a way that infringes on that, right, they can then go after them, sue them and get money for it. Despite so they never just don't having, do
1: anything. Despite that. doing nothing. Oh, that's such a good idea.
0: <laughs> okay, gosh, I've given you the wrong takeaway from this. I need to explain this differently. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're like, okay. all I need is a couple million dollars to buy some important camera technology. Then every time <laughs> yeah. Apple sells an iPhone, I can sue them and get the money for that.
1: That's a great side hustle is what I'm hearing.
0: Yeah. Well this is this is actually what's just happened with the Apple Watch in America. So Apple watches currently, including the one I'm wearing on my wrist, include blood oxygen monitoring software and sensors so it can tell Mm. how much blood oxygen, what your oxygen level is in your blood. Mm. There is a company called Massimo, which claims that it has the patent to that, and they Mm. literally just in the past month have sued and successfully won the right to stop Apple from importing these watches into the U.S. They're off the market. They have been taken away because they claim that they have the right to this technology, and Apple has now started making, you know, mid-generation, this ninth series Apple Watch, new versions of that where the um, sensor is in place but the software is disabled because somewhere else has claimed ownership. And until this gets resolved, halfway through the generation – they're no longer able to to sell the
1: device that they made Um, that's silliness that is silliness but like maybe you're getting to this and maybe i'm jumping ahead but like how broad can you go because like imagine if someone who who like invented the refrigerator was like nah i'm the only one that can do the refrigerator and then no one else could make fridges But that's the thing, I mean, all of this technology, technology,
0: all of this technology at some point somewhere was patented. So
1: what happened with the fridge? Tell me about the fridge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know fridge patent history off the top of my head. Um, I'm sure someone's written up about it. But the idea of like um, refrigerants, a system which pipes, you know, cold uh, air. Well, actually, I don't know. Pipes warm air in past cold pads and then spits cold air yeah. I I I forget how I'm refrigeration it. is ever work. Um
1: yeah, someone but, but, invented but, that and sorry. held onto
0: that technology.
1: Yeah. But but um what but maybe if it's like a need like if it's a necessity for human life, like you could argue that refrigeration is a necessity. But then also like but so you can't patent like things that humans need. But then you also need vaccines and you can patent those. Well, yes, we are going to
0: get to vaccines, but I might just hold off on that a little bit because I think the medical... Um, uh, it's a bit different. Well, it's it's just got so many other depths to it that I'd like to, to get into properly. But I will mm-hmm. talk to you about the history of people patenting the wheel. So there have okay. been a lot of criticisms over the years about the patent system, about the idea of people being able to claim that they came up with a, a concept or a technology. And... The, as various people around the world have attempted and then successfully done, that patenting basic things. So in 2001, an Australian man was issued an innovation patent for the wheel after setting out to test the workability of a new national patent system. So this guy called John Keo was issued the innovation patent for a circular transportation
1: facilitation device. So <laughs> there are people... I mean, I think the ancient Egyptians might have something to say about that. Yeah. So um,
0: this guy was a freelance patent lawyer himself and says that he applied for the patent in order to test a new class of new patents. Um, He says, innovation patents are not examined in detail by the Australian Patent Office. The patent office would be required to issue a patent for everything he told the age. All they're doing is putting a rubber stamp on it. Um, (laughs) So to be fair, the, um, the office controlling patents, IP Australia, said that the innovation patent would not stand if tested in court. But... Clearly, the procedures there are <laughs> somewhat um, flawed. If such a basic, fundamental technology can be can be claimed mm. as ownership by someone, um, mm. so this this there are various arguments against the patent system. One of them is: should you get to have a monopoly just for having an idea, or? Is the advantage of having that idea simply that you just get to go yeah, to market start. first? You get a head start. Yes. If you've yeah, come up with a thing true, that yeah. no one else has come up with, and then you execute yeah. it, that is a built-in advantage. That that should be the thing that determines your success, right? The head start. That's it.
1: That's it. Like because because it's just going to sl- it will slow down civilization so much if like if people can't build on ideas imagine if you know you know how like um fucking new isaac newton invented gravity yeah imagine if he fucking painted that shit and then then we and then he was like nah, no one else can use gravity and then now we'll just live in a world where everything fucking floats
0: you've completely and competently understood, understood. this issue and re-expressed it so thank you for your yeah. um, your contributions the oh, yeah. um Uh, There is an an article here that I just want to go through briefly, which is uh, by uh, an author called Derek Sivers, or Sivers perhaps, from the book Anything You Want. Ideas are just a multiplier of execution. Quote, it's so funny when I hear people being so protective of ideas, people who want me to sign a non-disclosure agreement to tell me the simplest idea. Ideas are worth nothing unless executed. They are just a multiplier. Execution... Mm is worth millions. And then he's got an explanation here. He's got a table which have got point values. So an awful idea is worth minus one. A weak idea is worth one. A so-so idea, five points. A good idea, 10 points. A great idea, 15. A brilliant idea, 20 points. right? Yeah. And then he has got a a parallel table here talking about executions. So if you have no execution, it's worth a dollar. Weak execution, $1,000. So-so, 10,000. Good execution, 100,000. Great execution, a million. Brilliant execution, 10 million. To make a business, you need to multiply the two. The most brilliant idea with no execution is worth $20. The most brilliant idea takes great execution to be worth $20 million. That's why I don't want to hear people's ideas. I'm not interested until I see their execution. Yeah I think I that's, agree with this that's a really um, succinct way to, I think, explain some of the, the issues I have around the patent thing. Um,
1: yeah. no, I agree with him. You. you know, I'm back to the app thing. Like, I, I've, in early 2000s, I had the idea for an app. Even though apps hadn't even been invented yet, <laughs> yeah, for Tinder, for an app, uh, t- I didn't call it Tinder. Yeah, I called it "I called it Hot or Not," but it was essentially <laughs> we just swipe on people that were hot or not. Yeah, and you don't see me complaining about it. No, because you didn't execute, didn't execute, it. couldn't be bothered, <laughs> and yeah, you- and then I met my future wife on it. So <laughs> there you go.
0: So, and you had to pay for that privilege. So ironically, if you'd come I up did. with it, she might've come to you. Exactly. But Hakuna Matata. Well, let's let's um, extrapolate uh, this a little bit further and talk about the medical stuff and talk about the vaccine things, because one of the most famous cases is insulin, right? So mm-hmm. insulin, okay. particularly in the US, has been until very recently an incredibly expensive um, I don't know, we call it medication, supplement. Um, the backstory here is when inventor Frederick Banting discovered insulin in 1923, he refused to put his name on the patent. He felt it was unethical for a doctor to profit from a discovery that would save lives. Mm-hmm. Banting's co-inventors, James Collip and Charles Best, sold the insulin patent to the University of Toronto for a mere $1. They wanted everyone who needed their medication to be able to afford it. Today, Banting and his colleagues would be spinning in their graves. The drug, which many of the 30 million Americans with diabetes rely on, has become the poster charge for pharmaceutical price gouging. The cost of the oh. four most popular types of insulin has tripled over the past decade, with out-of-pocket prescription costs now doubling. By 2016, the average price per month rose to $450. Rising so much that as many as one in four people with diabetes are now skimping on or skipping life-saving doses. So this is an instance in which, as you established right at the top, you know you, you're talking about how could you take a thing which has the potential to help people and put it out there behind a, a wall, behind a like a, a gate, and prevent people from having access to something that can save their lives. Um, yeah, insulin. I think. Subsequent to this article, which was an OX, a Vox article in twenty nineteen, has now been brought under federal mandate, and and the prices have lowered, but only after literally years of campaign and, and pressure. Um. So, talk to me about what you think about the ownership of of medical ideas. How should a a medical company that is investing money into these uh medications and solutions recoup their costs
1: what do you think the ownership should be well i don't think this sh- I, I don't think this should be any like profit like i don't think there should be any profiteering from it at all like uh, what's this what's the insulin guy's name uh band frederick banting Fredding. frederick banting. banting he's got the right idea i mean you know i i i I mean, you can recoup your costs and you, pay, you recoup enough to pay people, but you know, price gouging and, and, you know, boosting up the value. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but like, I don't know what the words are, but I, it just seems, it seems ridiculous and it does seem unethical, but I have a question as well. Do you, can you, cause this guy, uh, Banting didn't patent the insulin thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly absorbing all of this. Nick <laughs> didn't do. He didn't. He didn't. It was so like Banting nah, and his
0: colleagues discovered insulin. Two of them put their names it. on it and sold it to the University of Toronto for a dollar. Banting didn't even want his name on the patent. He he oh, disagreed okay, okay, with okay. it philosophically to even have oh, ownership over. So they over do it. have the patent. So they had the patent at the time, and they sold it for a dollar. They really just wanted it out there. Okay, okay.
1: But then, can someone buy? Yeah. So you're saying someone can buy it. So it's a legal right. So you can just the the price gouging the price gouging that's happened in the in the states now with insulin is a result of someone else, big pharma, but buying the patent and then hiking that shit up? Correct. So this is this is
0: there was a study done in 2017 in the Lancet or published in The Lancet saying that older insulins had been successively replaced with newer, incrementally improved products that are covered by numerous additional patents. So there have been mm. further research into the area, slight tweaks made to the formulation, slight improvements into how much you might need for a dose or what efficiency it has, that sort of thing. The result is that more than 90% of privately insured patients with type 2 diabetes in America are prescribed the latest and costliest versions of insulin because every little tweak they make, every little new patent they do, is owned by these pharmaceutical companies, who then get to charge whatever they want because no one else is allowed to take this technology and bring it to market at a different price. Gotch. So that's uh,
1: that's dog. That's a real dog.
0: The soaring prices of these newer formulations is out of step with how much they improve the treatment for patients, said Yale endocrinologist Kasia Lipska. For type 1 diabetes, newer formulations appear to be more effective at controlling blood sugar than older formulations. For type 2 diabetes, it's less clear. The benefits are not as strong. So they ask, are the new insulins 20 times better? I'm not sure, but they cost 20 times more. This is, um, yeah, the cost of innovation argument. Um, So... But there's regulations by the government in place to cap that. So now, yeah, the the modern update to that is that they have now set some prices based. I mean, part of this is is a uniquely American thing because America doesn't regulate these prices at a federal level. It leaves Mm. it up to individual insurers to negotiate with the um, manufacturers, and they don't have the same kind of pressure that, say, the Australian government or the British government, which operates at a block has to negotiate for prices. So you'll see differentials country to country. So this yeah. this is a uniquely American fuck-up because their <laughs> healthcare system is uniquely fucked up. But the, the principles behind it, the idea of patenting this stuff which saves lives is 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 universal. The same thing has happened with tuberculosis drugs and that sort of thing. Um, mm. I think the other interesting area to talk about here is the COVID vaccines. So COVID received an incredible amount of government and public funding to investigate solutions and vaccines to a to a, a pandemic, you know, that was ravaging the globe that was killing off millions of people and billions and billions of dollars were invested in this problem. And miraculously, we got a fucking incredible solution at a previously unforeseen timeline Mm. And push not just COVID vaccines, but all vaccine technologies forward generationally. Mm. As we start, we've start, talked about previously, the mRNA stuff, we can do tailor-made vaccines for all kinds of cancers and things coming up. It's going to be incredible. But all of these uh, discoveries and evolutions in this technology has been patented by pharmaceutical companies. And the pharmaceutical companies are charging millions of dollars for this product now. Where where do you think the line should be drawn here as to, you know, public money going into private investment? Do you think it's reasonable for us to then have to pay these exorbitant costs back for the thing we already
1: paid for? No, no, I don't. That was a leading question. (laughs) I'm a Bernie Sanders voter. You know, I'm a communist. You are a communist, a famous communist. No, I don't know. I don't know, Nick. I guess, I guess, just, I don't don't know. I don't have any good ideas on this. That's all right. I do, I, what
0: do you think about philosophically, though? Do you think that you should be able to claim ownership of an idea? Like, and we're verging here beyond just the idea of technological discovery. What about in a copyright sense and the idea of like an art or a creation or something like that? Do you think yeah. that you should be able to <clears throat> hold rights to something that you've made like that?
1: Yeah, I guess it's different. Though I was thinking about that when we were introducing the topic, that in a way, like, a song is an idea, <clears throat> but then the execution of that is the making of the song. But then, mu- like, music, for example, is an interesting one because you can have, like, if you have Creep, right, by Radiohead, you can have the original version, that's the original idea, and executed by the inventor and then you can have another band doing a, a gospel version of creep and they' so they're taking that idea and executing it differently and I guess that's the difference there yeah so and that seems and they have to it, pay royalties
0: right which is almost like right. paying a license fee for the patent of for the inventory the yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah so I mean I mean I guess arts are arts a different thing but it it is the 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 invention and the execution is tied up together. Like you're inventing as you're executing.
0: Yeah, that's well put.
1: Yeah. Thanks. The um the, myself from my previous <laughs> stupidity.
0: The uh, the other interesting thing which I think people um can overlook when it comes to things like the music side of it is there are those rights are tied up uh in very specific ways. When you look at something like the performers rights versus the the lyric writers rights or the musicians rights or the you know the ownership of the final track they're all slightly different and that's how you got a situation where taylor swift didn't own her own songs despite having write, written them she, so she didn't have the right to the final product, but she had the right to the lyrics and the creation. So she yeah. went off and made her own versions that she did own, which I think is like one of the greatest fuck yous of all time. Like got to respect them. that, right? Love, love Tay-Tay. The, um, the distinction, like the granular distinction of those individual components where you can get um, royalties for... <laughs> being the the lyric writer on a thing if you had nothing to do with the music and you know the performance of a thing can get you royalties even if you didn't create it and all this kind of thing it's it's interesting how granular we've got into what ownership of an idea and ownership of an art can be
1: Mm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) great do you have i'm not gonna say anything like i don't know like sometimes like i enjoy talking about you know this stuff but like you have Sometimes you say things and I'm like, yeah, like that. I agree. I agree with it. But also like you you put it like articulately, art- oh God, <laughs> articulately together in a sentence and it sounds good and I agree with it. Do I understand it? Probably not. But then <laughs> like, what else am I going to say apart from yes. I don't know. It's I, it occasionally it might prompt ideas or or responses, but you know, <laughs> to each their own. I'm just panicking, really, thinking. <laughs> oh, I hope this sentence this this Nick Nick doesn't end wrap this up anytime soon because I've got nothing prepared. <laughs> do you still get royalties for your brokers stuff? <gasps> oh, dude, do we ever? I get paid over thirty cents every four months, every wow. quarter, every quarter. <laughs> Well, four also, months or three months. Great. <laughs> yeah. No, we get we get something. We get pocket money. Yeah, but I did the stupid thing, even though I wrote all those songs, of dividing it five ways. Whatever. That was generous. I mean, I thought I'd do like the the fucking the, the Coldplay thing or the Radiohead thing, where they're like, no, we'll just split it evenly. Regret that. <laughs> I could I could have been earning an extra fifteen dollars <laughs> every three months. <laughs> yeah, you could have really. Really been raking it in, yeah. Anyway, but now we've got we got the rights. You and I both have the rights to all of our Christmas our Christmas album. So <laughs> yeah, when that when that becomes a cult classic.
0: Oh, sorry. I have been meaning to tell you. I did claim one hundred percent of the creation rights for every song. So okay. yeah, no well, royalties. That's fair. You edit. do the editing. That's <laughs> I fine. did the editing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wonder if
1: we will ever get anything for those songs. Probably not. I think in. 14 years. Okay, great. <laughs> it'll be like a kind of quirky thing that some kid will discover and it'll yeah. be put it on TikTok or something. They'll get the vinyl. It'll be huge. Yeah. And we'll be still doing the pod and then we'll blow up and then fame will go to our heads and then and then we'll and then kind we'll, of we'll, break up. Yeah, Jesus and
0: narrow it and it'll just still yeah. s- fall
1: apart. And that's how no one no one thought no one saw that coming. The end of Deep Four happened because we got too big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bodega Boys 2.0. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Are,
0: you,
1: are those seagulls that I'm hearing? Yeah. yeah I are. love that. I what told the you fuck my is windows a seagull open. doing. There are seagulls the...
0: all over Christchurch. We're basically really? on a on an estuary. We're not that far away from, from the, really? the water. Yeah. Like oh. I was in I was in Rickerton, which is west of the um the city centre. Probably a good 15, 20 Ks, probably a good 20 Ks from the ocean. And I would just hear seagulls all the time. And I was like, what, what the fuck are you guys doing? You're, you you're lost. You're nowhere near where you need to be. Do you There's even nothing... know what your
1: name is? Do you not yeah. know the point of it? You They're know, called land gulls. <laughs> yeah. Or like suburbia seagulls. gulls. City gulls. <laughs> suburbia <laughs> gulls. Yeah. Is it is funny though. Cause like I even just hearing the seagulls through your mic there. Yeah. I do. It's like one of those sounds that you, you don't really clock consciously, but then I'm all, I like immediately started thinking about the beach. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, I don't know. I found that an interesting area to talk about. Yeah. It's interesting. I like that. You're just like thinking about these things. Yeah. Like, Oh, what wonder about patents. Let's think about that for a week. Yeah. Well, if that was of interest to you,
0: then I appreciate it. Um, we've got plenty more interesting things in our back catalogue, so why don't you scroll down that feed and listen to some of our other episodes. There's plenty there to enjoy, I promise. Uh, you can also get in touch with us and suggest topics that you'd like us to talk about, and you can do that in a manner of different ways. There's Facebook, there's Instagram. You can jump on the emails to at gmail.com. And while you're on the internet, just go through your Spotify player, hit that lovely five-star button on your Apple podcast, hit that five-star button. Give us a a recommendation to some of the people you know who you think would enjoy this kind of thing because I bet you you know at least five or six people who would benefit from hearing us in their ears every fortnight.
1: Five or six. Every single person, guaranteed. (laughs) Yeah, maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe one. Who knows? Mm.
0: How about some uh, recommendation? (laughs) Get the keys. (laughs) Welcome to Deep Thoughts Recommendation Engine.
1: Is <sighs> that baby talk? <laughs> yeah, my brain started to oh, da, melt. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really committed with the face as well. <laughs> like it was because I heard myself go, <laughs> go slightly off the um, the the rails. It was like a Jim Carrey level of sincerity in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Michael, kick us off. off.
0: Kick us off.
1: Mate, I got some bloody huge wrecks this week. I'm going to kick it off with a film. Oh. One of the... Okay, so so first time since being back that I went to my... My, my home tech. away from home, Cinema Nova, greatest cinema in the world. Wow. Went and saw Dream Scenario with okay. Nicolas Cage, A24 film. I forget who the director is, but he's made another film, could sicken myself. This film, Dr- Dream Scenario, was so good. Five stars. It is wow, the best five. one I've seen in the cinema Give us give, us give us a log line. What's the Pitch. Pitch. Kind of a loser type, Nick Cage. Uh, he's a professor. He's he's a he's a, he says he does a lot of things, but he doesn't he he doesn't really do them. Right? He doesn't execute yeah. to turn it back. Oy. Got a lot of ideas. Oy. And look at this. He's kind of coherent. He's kind of blaming. He's kind of blaming the world about that. It, not not overtly, but his wife doesn't respect him. His kids don't talk to him, and is he's, he's not getting the respect in his in his career. And then all of a sudden, people all around the world start dreaming of him Mm. and he's kind of goes from being a nobody to someone that everyone recognizes. And then all of a sudden his, his lectures are filling up. They're at capacity. People want to take his photo. Uh, People want to talk to him and he's he's someone, but then that starts to turn.
0: Yeah. Let's not give away the whole thingy, but
1: yeah, I won't, but this is, this is in the trailer and people start to have nightmares about him and it's, and it basically just explores that and explores, you know, how like what our perceptions of people that we we haven't met, like what's celebrity, I guess, fame, what that can do to ego. Yeah. Um, cancel culture. Um, it's it's just it's packed with uh, with ideas that it explores in a real fun and interesting. Way and yeah. I, I like. I'm a sucker. So it's like for these parasocial kind
0: of... relationships, right? Like connection to someone that you don't know.
1: Yes, exactly. Great. Um, and it's just it's so fucking it's so it's so cool. The music's interesting. It's well directed. I'm a sucker for these movies that, uh, they're just kind of slightly, this kind of slightly altered re- reality. Uh, just like sl- like everything's yeah, twisted, like, but it's yeah. like it's like slightly supernatural. Or I don't know metaphysical or something, I, you know, unexplainable. But I, yeah, it's it blew me away. I was, it's also fucking hilarious. Nick Cage, what a guy. Nick about. Cage, he is so good. I like. I'm, I'm all, I'm big fan of this the Cage sense that's happening. Yeah, but I do also feel like I backed him through time, the tough yeah. years, yeah. the whole time. I was even playing gigs and just put up a poster of him for no reason back in like 2013. Do you remember yeah. when I was doing that? I do. I do kind of feel like I discovered this band. Like, <laughs> dis- It's interesting because he's had he had Oscars before or yeah. like, did all this action adventure. I mean, but back. I think
0: you can fairly con- contest this as a Riquet Gesson's because you can make the argument he never went away. He's been plugging at it for, you know, 30 years without really any change in approach or a change in, you know, quality of his performances, but just with, I guess, society coming around to it. And to him giving. Well, he's got,
1: he's got, he just got this, like no one else is like him. Like he's got this acting style that is like Brechtian kind of larger than life, making weird facial expressions at weird moments. Like there's realism, which is like an acting style. I mean, I love realism, hyper realism, but like in movies, but like, he's just like, he makes choices and he backs it and sometimes they're fucking weird but he's just like there's no one else like him now, and I'm just I'm really happy about his uh, his newfound Successes. kind of acceptance, yeah, um, from society. But go if you go check out Dream Scenario at the pictures yeah, it while great. it's out because it's so good. A twenty four as well
0: at the pictures at the pictures. <laughs> um, I might then follow up your movie with a movie. Um, mm. I went and saw The Boy
1: and the Heron. Do you know anything oh, about this? Oh, someone told me about this last night. Uh, Studio Gliblow. <laughs> 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 is that what it's called? Yeah, very,
0: very close. Studio <laughs> very- Ghiblo. Ghibli, yes. <laughs> the confidence with which you said it is the fucking funniest thing. Oh, that's so good.
1: Yeah. Cut that no
0: that yeah. that's staying exactly where it was big fan of Miyazaki's an all-timer of a director an absolute titan of industry um somehow despite being incredibly well regarded somehow still under appreciated I think but anyway I think just because he works in animation and, and that's sort of seen as lesser or, or you know out of out of um, reach to a bunch of like serious cinema people but the Boy in the Heron is theoretically his last movie, though he's been saying that for a while now. It's this beautiful, abstract, um, deep, confusing, fantastical, poetic kind of reflection on his career and his life and on war and on creativity and the the constant struggles to create something new and to keep, keep striving towards... Uh, I don't know. The next thing to to leaving something to your grandkids. It's just this this sort of love letter to his his work and his life and it's it's everything nostalgic. you'd want from 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 Ghibli. It's nostalgic but yeah. it's like it's got that like anyone who knows the Ghibli films would recognize that tone of like youthful curiosity and exploration but also this sort of dark sour human frailty deep. underneath it, yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's just it's such a beautiful picture, and I'm saying picture now because it sounds more pretentious. It's, yeah. Um, it's welcome, it's great, it's a great, great film. I don't know if it's still in theaters, I, I saw this last year. It is, um, it is but in it, Melbourne, okay. Well, we'll go check it out if you still have the opportunity because it is, it is really incredible. You can see it both subtitled or in an English dub, um, so you, you don't have to necessarily. Um, go to the original language one if that's not your jam, but it
1: is, it's really, really good. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. We, you know, we, we actually went to Jiofin in Taiwan, which is where Spirited Away is like oh. supposed to be set. Right. Very that, mountainous, cool. beautiful part of the world. Gotta um, love yeah, I, I love Spirited Away. Great film. Great film to watch on acid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if you watched this because you haven't said anything about it, but we did talk about it before it came out. But I just finished The Curse with Fielder and Stone.
0: Right? No, I haven't got to it yet.
1: Oh, you haven't watched it? No, I haven't. All right. Well, I won't say much, but I fucking love this show. You know, way I'm not through. a TV guy. All the way All through. All the way through. And I know the that most people was, that are. yeah. Most people that I know fell, either fell off on episode three or four. Yeah. Fucking hated it. Yeah. Too cringe for them, apparently. Yeah. And then the last episode, which I agree was a bit, like, a bit out there, but I was on board for the whole ride. Loved that it all. That is so unlike you. I know. TV show, 50-minute episodes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I just... You know what? You know what I think it is? I think the thing that people hate about it is the thing I like about it, which is it is hyper cringe like it is it's it's like the office and i, don't I mean know. It, nathan
0: fielder even like the rehearsal and everything went to that place like it's his brand of like mm. uncomfortable reality but this also brings the safties into it right like that has to be like the combination of everything that you like and i've heard it's nothing but good, yeah well Safdies, not no. not like not bitterly but just working on different yeah. things um but the um I hear nothing but good things about Emma Stone as well. Like, what an interesting choice for her.
1: Very strange. She's. I. I can feel. I mean, with Poor Things. I mean, I could recommend Poor Things as well. Brilliant film. Um, she's really becoming like a a, a creative actress. I think. Like, she's she's making some real bold choices. She was in The Favorite as well. I think. Yeah. There was a Yorgos picture film as well. well. Yeah. Like she's. I said picture again. Maybe next let's time let's i wear a beret and it. a carafe. Um, Yeah, no, she's like, she's a very interesting, she wants to be like a, she wants to be an interesting actress and make interesting choices. And she's really doing it. And she was so good in this, like that, every character in the curse is so despicable. And that's, <laughs> an, that's another thing. And I'm sure you have some insight on this is like, I hear a lot of people say, oh, all the characters were so unlikable. I'm like, I don't need to like a character. Yeah, I just need to understand them, I guess, or yeah. at least think I understand them. Like there will be blood. Daniel Plainview, one of the worst, one of the worst villains in in all of cinema, cinema, as far as I'm concerned. Best picture ever made. Yeah, I did it again. Are you kidding me? I just said picture. picture. Now well, I, can't I mean, stop. best picture is is the award, though. I mean, like that's where your brain went. I don't want to take my cues from the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start copying the Oscars. Anyway, I the characters were despicable, but I I also just kind of relished in that. I love It's interesting. It. I mean, if I can jump onto that that train of thought for a second. It's something that we
0: face all the time in our development. People mm. ask us like, they're not very likable. Like we had I just rewatched Good Grief season one um, just this past week um, because, well, it doesn't really matter why. But um, the in that development process, we had a lot of people questioning whether Ellie, the the main sister, was likable because she was Mm. she was brash and sort of needy and and controlling and and. And we were confident that she would be sympathetic and that we were were working towards, um, you know, a reveal as to what was motivating her and where her empathy, uh, where her emotions were sitting and that sort of thing. And we were brought. And because of the network and the production company we brought forward stuff that was scheduled for the fifth episode and scattered it earlier all the stuff with the boyfriend and the the flashbacks and things that was brought forward because people were concerned that they weren't gonna just like ellie because if we didn't Uh. know that something else was going on that we wouldn't empathize with her and it's it's i'm in the same boat with you where it's like well We need to. We can just like this is not real life.
1: (laughs) It's not real life. You don't need to befriend them. This is a fictional person, and you're you're watching this presumably because you want to step away from reality. on Some level. Yeah. Anyway, I don't understand that logic, but I yeah, I mean, I I was a bit surprised, but there was a good good amount of hype for for the show before, or maybe just the collaboration between Emma Stone and Safdie and uh, Fielder. But I just I was there the whole ride. Yeah. Loved it. It is it is on my list though. Like I will check it out. But I, I just mm. yeah. I've I'd be interesting to hear what going. you say about yeah. it because I'm sure there are some there are some things there that don't necessarily. Uh, actually, I won't say that. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I think Emma Stone as well. It's it's been close to a decade now that she's been doing
0: this weird stuff because I remember really. Being impressed by her in Maniac with Jonah Hill, like 2016, which was a yeah. weirdo sort of show, and she was clearly a happy to do a TV series, b happy to do yeah, something yeah. weird or you know off off beat. So I, I think she's she's more than proven her her um, bona fides in in this um, yeah. area for sure.
1: Well, I still remember her. I remember the first time I was introduced to Emma Stone was super bad, which we yeah. saw together i think nick because it was the first movie that they showed at wallace oh. before we started working
0: oh is that Look right that? I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure because i
1: ginger i was
0: possibly traveling because i didn't actually start um, at the very start of mitchum i was like two uh, right, weeks right, right,
1: late so i might have missed that okay but anyway. well yeah i mean it's 2006 so yeah, yeah fucking 18 years now long time In my um life.
0: Speaking of TV, I got I got a couple of shows for you. Um, one which came to us from our good friend Sean. Um, there's a show called Scavengers Rain. Have you heard about Scavengers Rain? Looking it up right now. Scavengers Rain is a HBO Max show. It's an animated series, and it's basically this really interesting blend of, I guess you could almost call it like a Ghibli influenced. Sci fi show, sort of like Ghibli meets the expanse, if that means anything to anyone listening, uh, where there are these survivors that have crashed on an alien planet and they're trying to get back off um, to safety. And to do so, they must scavenge and repair their ship or get to the ship that's crashed using a whole bunch of strange fucking alien life. Um, And to say much more, well, you can't really say much more without getting into very weird nitty gritty details but it's sort of like an acid trip kind of environmental (sighs) anime kind of craziness um i i know it doesn't sound like your thing but i feel like it would be your thing there's very little dialogue it's got very sort of unlikable interesting characters and a whole bunch of like just crazy ass visual stuff you've never seen before Um, okay so check out the trailer Go have a look. Um, incredible music as well. Really beautifully yeah. drawn and beautiful music. Um, so this really cool, interesting... Um, my dad is burning through it at the moment. He's loving it. Really? So, yeah. You don't have to be like a, an animated guy to, to enjoy this show. Um, cool. Scavengers, this. scavengers' range is, is real good. Um, All right. And I will throw one more TV on while I'm talking about it, which is Fargo. Fargo's back, season five gotta love a cohen brothers vibe noah hawley's knows what he's doing now are the cohen's in that
1: are they part yeah, they're, of them?
0: They're producers because they're um show. Oh. they don't they don't have anything to do with it um it's all noah hawley but he knows the vibe and he nails it john ham juno temple just mm. an incredible jennifer jason lee great cast this year great vibes it's all like 2019 trump era um like right wing Big cowboy kind of vibes. It's, it's it's just a great show, just a great series. Is it, of it. still
1: set in uh, Minnesota?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, nice. They they bounced yeah. around a little bit. They're all self contained seasons, but yeah, this is probably probably my favorite season of it, other than season two. Like it really came back to form. It was really good.
1: All right. Well, I might be having thanks to the curse, I might be having a bit of a TV uh, a TV moment foray so maybe something like that i reckon i could i could get around it's yeah it's real it's a juicy series yeah yeah uh my final rec is um is this going to be a food again no it's not a food (laughs) although they do do food um it's amazon um (laughs) i've just started i've just started i've just Uh, Signed up to for an Amazon Prime account, and um, I was I always was under the impression that Amazon, like it was kind of what not for Australians, kind of American oriented place, and and they have literally everything on there, and it (laughs) comes if you have a Prime account, it comes like one maybe two days later, but usually one, and you can buy chopsticks, you can buy bookmarks, you can buy uh shavers. Luckily, you don't need to explain what
0: Amazon is to people.
1: You can buy food <laughs> if you want, you can buy crisps, you can buy a coffee maker, you can buy pillowcases, you can buy books, of course, that's how they started. Uh-huh. But I just wanted to shout out the big guy, you know, and <laughs> I feel like a lot of time, you know, we're, it's like, it's kind of not cool to, 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 kind of promote. And I want to say for the record, we are not sponsored by Amazon, although <laughs> we've got some be affiliate links idea. in the description. Yeah. I just want to say, like they—they're big for a reason because they have—they provide a service and it's—and it's a good service. So I just wanted to say thanks, Amazon, and thank you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> not for, my dad. For for <laughs> also your dad. You're going to thank but, my dad as well. Thank you to all my, Jeffs see. listening,
0: all whether Jeffs. that is <laughs> billionaire Jeff Bezos or not billionaire my or dad or millionaire. <laughs> yeah,
1: Probably doesn't appreciate <laughs> you say that, but no, Amazon. It's really great. I was not. I was just not. My eyes. Michael, opened. you can't now, use Rakuten love...
0: to recommend not consumable art. Why not? Because it's not in the rules. Did you read it's the a guidebook? Service. It's. A, I. <laughs> You're always I can like. You know service. what I want to recommend? Eggs. Eggs. They contain. <laughs> They contain high the embryos of chicken,
1: but if you get them early, yes. you're going to eat them for a meal. That's why we recommend eggs. Look, I think the, the point of Recommendation and Engine is to recommend things, and I think some of those things can be just like But like, like an algorithm, like, a, Where... like an
0: online – what kind of algorithm is spitting out recommendations for foodstuffs and online
1: stores? <laughs> well, you could be like – I don't know. Imagine if someone was listening to this and – the. They're kind of a bit, bit scruffy. And then we were like, Everyone's I recommend brushing your hair. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, maybe I brush my hair every now and then their should... life changes.
0: <laughs> you know what I recommend? Hairdresses. Have you ever felt like the hair that was touching the ground was getting a little bit in the way? Why don't you go to a place that will cut it off for you? That's why we recommend hairdressers.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, look, <laughs> they rub I'm your head. Sorry for being <laughs> thinking outside the box a little. You should Nick. be. You should be. I'll get back in my box, shall I? Yeah, stay there. All right. It's stinky in here. <laughs> <sighs> good. good times. Good, good chats. Good chats. I felt like I was on. I was in the pocket today.
0: That's good. I, you know, I
1: immediately I, pat myself on the back. <laughs> Apart from you, what we talked about, I thought
0: I did a great job. <laughs> leave it. Leave
1: this in. Just the <laughs> just the wrap up. They go, I was amazing.